Good evening, everyone. How the devil are we all? Hope you're all well. My name's Mark Smith. Tonight, we'll be talking about the fantastic 1-0 win against Sheffield United and we'll also be previewing uh, this Saturday's away match at Stoke City. Our podcast, Skyview Fantasy TV, are proudly sponsored by the Skyview Tavern, Dylan's Brewery, Ivy, Ivy Lucy Designs, CCFC Fan Store, CCFC Prince, and lastly but not least, Mr. View Sky. Uh, tonight, I've been joined by fellow regular podcaster and uh, member of the team, Reese Small. Reese, good evening. How are you doing? Yeah, well, good, Mark. Self, all right? Well, I, I think I, I did, as I said to you earlier before the show started, I didn't really get a lot of sleep because of the uh, the adrenaline of watching that game last night. Um, yeah. To the neutral, it probably wasn't that exciting a game, but to us, the support it was. And uh, to win a game was was, was brilliant, as, as, we, as we all were talk about in a bit um so let's kick things off tonight and let's talk about the, the last night's game um let's start with you know before the game starts with the team lineup one change um was made michael rose starts in place of Callum doyle um obviously we had gustavo hamer available but he was on the bench what was your initial thoughts on, on the team and selection yeah i thought the team was what I was expecting, really. I thought Hamer was going to sit it out. After I don't think you could have, like I said, in the week, I don't think we we could have dropped any of um, the midfield after the Cardiff game. So I thought it was the right decision. And to be honest, I, I thought Hamer would come on after an hour anyway to, to replace fresh legs. So, yeah, it was good to see um, Rose come back in. I think he had a good game as well, to be honest. I think he was one of the best players on the pitch. Um a lot of a lot of good clearances. Um, he, he looked good on the ball as well. He was quite confident on the ball, bringing the ball out. Um, so yeah, I thought it was the right team selection. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of no coincidence to me if you look at the formation we play. I mean, if you look at the start of the season, we were playing with kind of four in the midfield with sort of one number ten role, usually Casey Palmer fit, and two two strikers. And now we've kind of gone a little bit defensive with. The extra midfielder, but we are. You look at the, the results we were yielding out of it. We're, we're picking up points. We picked up six points now from you know maximum six points in the last two games. I think we look a lot, a lot better side. We look a lot more compact. Not pretty to watch, but we we seem to be very very difficult side to break down, which is great to see. Well, yeah, I think we were talking. I think after the Norwich game, really, it was. We were just leaking goals. I think we, we conceded three at Millwall, three at Hull. Um, the goals were just, yeah, we were just really bad mistakes as well. It wasn't like um, a bit of quality. It was, we were gifting goals, especially against Hull. We were just giving goals away. So I think Robbins has found a way to to sort of stop the leak. And it looks like, uh, to, be, to be honest, back at Norwich, I mean, we were speaking, weren't we, and doom and gloom. We couldn't see where the next win was coming from. And, yeah, so it looks like we've gone to a sort of a plan B and it seems to be working. Yeah, like you say, the the, the 
the quality isn't as fast paced as it was last year, but you know, we this championship is hard, you know, and we just need to take it game by game, not look too far ahead and just play, you know, sort of adapt to the teams we're playing. And especially last night, I mean, I know Sheffield United looked like they had a lot of injuries, but I looked at their first 11 and I thought, well, that looks a strong 11. So if, they, if they've got a lot, of, a lot of injuries, I mean, it shows how big their squad is compared to, compared to someone like us. I think. I mean, you look at the. I think on the previous pod, I think um, our our Ramaya regular Sheffield United podcast, the Travelling Blade, was saying they had seventeen players injured at night. That's ridiculous. Could you imagine? Could you imagine our our club with seventeen injuries? You'd be playing like kids. People yeah. in the twenty ones or twenty threes. It, it, it'd just be crazy. So um, yeah, I mean, it's a scary sight. But that just shows the gulf between where we are and where Sheffield United are. Obviously, they are a recently relegated Premier League side. So obviously they do have the uh, the parachute payments, I think, still applicable in, into, into their second season in the championship. But that's kind of the golfing class financially. But that's 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 the great thing about our team is that we rose to the occasion last night. Or Michael Rose, shall I say, as a pun, rose to the occasion. Um, but oh, uh, that, that's my attempt. Have you, how long have you been holding on to that? <laughs> Just thought that came to my head. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't like something rehearsed. No. no. But, um, <laughs> yeah. No. I think it was okay. Let's let's just talk about the first half. So I think there's there's two things here. I think the first thing that all of us fans will talk about be the referee um, in the, in the game. Um, so um, our, our friend uh, more mix mix ups. Good evening to you. Uh, what's your thoughts on the refs last night? Um, What's your thoughts, Reese? And I'll give you my thoughts. Should should both teams finish with ten men? So, Reese, what's what's your views? Yeah, but I think the the tackle on Dabo is is very strong. I know it was it was getting a bit heated around that point, and I, I thought it was sending off. I thought it was a this this day and age you can't you can't do that. And Dabo was very very lucky that, that he got up from that. I thought that was a leg breaking tackle. It looked like he went in with two feet. So for me, that's a red card. Um, and then all of a sudden, it was the ref was picking his card up for everything. I think um, Bidwell got booked, um, Chief got booked, then Dabo got booked again. Um, and it looked like, the, to be honest, the one in the second half, I thought Dabo was, was gone. I thought he was going to be sent off. And to be honest with you, I thought the first booking he had, well, sorry, his only booking he got, was less of a booking than the second one. So it just showed the inconsistency. And I thought the ref just completely lost control of the game, um, especially after the, the, the tackle on Dabo. I just thought he completely lo- lost control of the game completely. And to be honest, we've been talking a lot about referees this season and the quality of them or the lack of. And I thought he was the worst ref I've seen this year. He's awful. I think, I think the first thing, the referee... Um... He seemed to miss, like, I think I remember, I mean, we'll go, I'll, go, I'll talk about the fouls in a bit, but it was like the hand, we had a handball in the first half, I think it was on their uh, number 15, and I just can't remember, it. I took out his name, I think he was the guy who came in for Sheffield United at the back, you know, a quick look now. Um, Ahmed, um, I think it's Ahmed Adovic, sorry, my pronunciation's pretty right. awful, but anyway, he controlled it, and it just hit his arm, and it looks... Everyone on the whole ground, I could see it. it was a blatant free kick. It was on. It was on their. Um, it was on their right hand side. Okay, I think it was inside their half. Yeah, 
And the whole ground could see it was the most blatant of handballs ever. And he just didn't give it. He didn't see it, nothing. It was just a ridiculously poor decision. Okay, that's only a small one. But let's go to the tackle on Dabo. Um, I would say it's it's what I call an orange card offence. And what I mean by orange is no. some ref, some referees would deem that a red, another referees deem it a yellow. It, it's one of those ones where he hasn't gone in over the top, but he has gone in with a lot of force and quite it was very reckless. It was definitely hundred percent a yellow, but there is a, there was an argument for it. So there was an argument for a red. So I've got a little bit of sympathy for the referee in that one. It wasn't it wasn't an absolute clear cut red, but I can see I could see why people would say it's a red. But it, it, was, it was it was one of those would go 50-50, But I'm, I wasn't surprised he went the yellow option. I think if he's going a bit more over the top. I would say definite hundred percent red, but yeah, that, that, it, it, that I think the Dabo one. I think we were very very lucky because um, yes, I thought you know some of our I don't know what he was were, doing. He didn't. He didn't, he didn't need to go go in for it. He's, yeah, the second one. That the second one was like you know you know as fans you watch it and you're like I'm really really hoping you're not going to give a second yellow for this and that's that's what yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking. He's going to go, and I literally was expecting the referee to show a second yellow and off he goes. Because if that if that happens, we we'll probably lose the game, and that that's a big that's a big moment in the game. Not yesterday, it's a tight yeah, game. That's true. And you know, if we go down ten men, I think it's around the fifth, you know, fifty fifth, sixtieth minute around that sort of time. Realistically, we're going to probably lose the game. It's going to be it's going to be tough. Um, well, to be honest, I think at that time in the game there wasn't really much that was going on. That. There wasn't enough quality in, in both of the, the attacking halves. So I think uh, a decision like that would have would have changed the momentum of the game. I think, and Sheffield United would have probably had a lot in their locker to to get the goal they needed. But it's that that Dabo, the tackle going back to the um, tackle on Dabo. He, I'm pretty sure that was very similar to when Dabo got sent off last year. I think it was at home to Peterborough. Um, not was it please but one three nil. Well, um, well, it's Cardiff, I remember you got sent off Dabo. Ah, uh, right, yeah, he went, he went in high and um, he got sent off for that. So I thought it was a pretty similar tackle. So I, I think if we're having this conversation five six years ago, I think we're talking a yellow card, but the game is changing and I think there needs to be a little bit more clarity because it seems to be a bit of a grey area on what's a red and what's not. That's just my opinion, but I think. You know, the, five, six years ago, that's the other card all day. But it seems to me there's a lot of red cards being given to tackles like that, very similar. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I think that was the only yellow card they got. If, if memory serves me right in the whole evening, I could be wrong. But I'm pretty, we, we, we picked up about four or five yellows. I mean, one of them being Ben Sheaf, who's now suspended, um, which yeah. I think for five yellows, which is a big blow for us. Although, thank God we've have got some players coming back. Um, but I thought if we if we go to the game itself, the first half, I thought the first half was I think for the neutral was was a very very poor, low quality half. There was no there was no real chances, was there? There was a lot of kind of shots that went miles over the bar, and really there was it was a pretty forgetful half. Really, it was probably the worst oh, half right. of football I've seen this season. Um, I thought we I just felt we struggled going forward to get our game going. And that was kind of like that for the most of the 90 minutes. If you look at the game, we were very, very direct. We went very kind of route one. I think a lot of it's because Sheffield United play a really good pressing game. 
and it was similar to how Burnley were playing against us when Burnley um, played at CBS. Yeah. And I felt we, whereas like last season, we were, you know, you've got to be quite quick with your passing and, and, and get and the movement's got to be right to, to, to create that bit of space to get behind them. Um, and I felt we struggled with that last night. And I think that's something we probably need to improve on, you know, for the games ahead. But yeah, the first half, I just felt, I felt, I and mean, I don't know about you, I just, I feel like the strikers are just a bit isolated at the moment. You know, there's always about two or three players on Vic, for example. Godden's a bit isolated. He, he's not, I mean, from the games I've seen Godden play, he hasn't, you know, he doesn't, he hasn't had any chances. I mean, you could say he hasn't done a lot, but he's had no service. He's had no chances. So you can't really criticise Godden. He's, he's given 100%. But it's like, I just feel like that's where we miss a camera hair in, in that scenario because yeah, he would, he could make, you know, he makes those, the right pass and, and he makes things happen. So yeah, that, that that was for me the concern about the first half, the lack of creativity, lack of attacking threat. It's just non-existent for me. I don't know what your thoughts were. I think Vic was clearly marked out of the game. They've done their homework. So going back to what you were saying, with with us trying to play the ball out, out from the back, I think with Wilson, to be fair to him, he gets the ball and when he does, um, he looks to release it early. He wants to get the counter-attack going, which I do like. But the problem we have is... Playing Allen in a number 10, you know what you're going to get from Allen, um, but he will not create any chances like a Palmer would um, or definitely O'Hare. Even Hamer going forward has got that pass in him. So I think if you're going to play Allen, you're playing him for, for the reason of staying busy in the park and closing players down and, and maybe pressing high that energy. But on the flip side, you're not getting that creativity. So... The problem I've got with that is if you're going to play Allen in that role, you need another creative midfielder in there like Palmer because Godden and Vic rely on that service or at least that connection with, with midfield. And Eccles and Sheaf, I quite like that partnership in there the last two games. I think Eccles looked good. Um, he looks a bit more confident. He's got He, he looks fit now. So... I like the way they're both sitting and holding, but also we need that going forward. And I don't see Eccles or Sheaf or Allen having that creativity um, going forward. Um, and that's not Sheaf's game, I don't think. I think Sheaf is, like I said um, on Sunday, I think he's been our player of the season so far. But he's not that player that's going to drive the ball forward. He's going to um, he's going to link up with with the next midfield players. So we've got an Vic. I don't think that's working. I've in my head, I've I've been trying to be patient with it and seeing if it's going to click, but I think it's just not working. Um, Vic, you know what you get with Vic. He takes the ball down the line. He, he drags defenders away, but they just seen last night that it, it, they're not working. They're not linking up. They're two, they're two individual strikers playing with each other rather than them both linking up as a partnership. So that's the only sort of negative I would have that I I didn't see enough of us. There wasn't that quality in the final third, and that was the only concerning thing I had in uh, at half time really going forward. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think that is a problem. They, they they're good. They're two good players, but they don't, they don't, they're two good strikers, but they're not not best partnership, are they? It's just yeah. It's just it's 
yeah, I think I, I think part of it though, I don't I think part of it is the lack of creativity in midfield. I always feel like when we attack, we never seem to have many players in the box. I always say this every every game I see us play, it's always like the two strikers, and that's about it. You might get a midfielder in, but that's 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 another bit that frustrates me a bit. But um But I think on, on the flip side, I think you're looking at that, and that's probably why we're not conceding many goals. Five clean sheets in the last six, and we've only conceded one, you know, hit against Burnley. So one goal in six, I think you've got to take the rough or the smooth. But like you say, look at looking at that, we need we need. I know O'Hare's due back soon, but I wouldn't want him rushed back. But it's frustrating because I see Palmer even when he come on again last night. He look, he's got something about him, and he looks like he's got that that creativity and that you know he can open a defence out with with a with a pass. So yeah. I can understand what Robbins is doing because he sees that we're, we're in the bottom three, we're playing catch-up, and he just wants results. So you start you start from the back, don't you? So yeah, on, on the flip side, yeah. Yeah, but then, I mean, second half, I guess second half was kind of much the same. I, I felt, if I have to be brutally honest, I'd say over the balance of the 90 minutes, you'd say Sheffield United probably had the running of the game. I felt they were probably the better side. I thought, I thought their striker up front, um, and I can't pronounce now because it begins with N. I thought he was very, very good. And yeah, I thought I thought it was class. I thought he was strong. He was skillful. Very good. And pro- probably their best, probably the best player on the field of playing. You know, last night I thought, giving credit, I thought he was outstanding. Um, but in fairness to our defence, I thought we, we we coped with that very well. I was again, I thought um, all three guys at the back. Panzo, Fadzin, Michael Rose, again, a couple of your shaky moment maybe, but most for the majority of the time, we were good defensively, we were solid. Um, yeah. But we did ride our luck, didn't we? They hit the woodwork a couple of times. I think one from a free kick at the bar, and then um, yeah, the post. Burnie well, like. hitting the post, and that's that's where I think that's where the luck's changing at the moment is coming in our favour. If you look at Cardiff, the offside goal, which probably was onside, but we got the rub of the green in that decision. We've got, you know, hit the post yesterday. We've had the Dabo, probably should have been second yellow. And it's, in some ways, it's quite nice. I just hope it continues, you know, but you have to earn that luck. And I think it was one of those games yesterday. I mean, I, I, I've been to games last season, similar games where it was horrible to watch. I mean, I remember like Millwall last season at CPS. It was a horrible game and we lost 1-0. But to come away from a horrible game and win is a really nice feeling. Um, was it? Did you ever feel the second half that we could we could get a winner, we could win the game? Or did you think, I'm happy with the point? You know? I think the way the second half was playing out, I think you can say that Sheffield United were coming into the game and they were, you know, like you say, they hit the bar where Wilson was in, in a little bit of no man's land with that cross. Um, they hit the post, but then you can look at it and say that we should have had a penalty, clear-cut penalty against Palmer. So, you know, I think we had one shot on target where where Hamer come on and tested the keeper from a from a tight angle. But I thought Palmer got got taken out for a penalty. So, on the, on the, on the flip side, Dabo... Yes, probably should have been sent off for a second yellow. Their player could have been sent off on another day. Um, yeah, they've hit the post and hit the bar, but I thought 
we should have had two penalties, really. Um, that one on Palama, what do you think on that, Mark? Oh, that was a stonewall penalty. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I couldn't understand why there was no uproar on social media, maybe because we won 1 0. But to me, that was an absolute stonewall penalty. Um, he was looked to me like he was he was caught quite late off the ball after just releasing the ball in box. I mean, again, what's the referee looking at? I mean, to me, that's that's a blatant penalty. And then the penalty we do get in the 87th minute, again, he's looking across to his assistant referee. Really, he's got to make the decision. You can see. I didn't he's, think he's, he. Was, I didn't think he was going to give it. No, he had, he had a lot of thinking time. He, he took an age, yeah. and then eventually, um, he gave a decision, and that was it. Was just it was great. I mean, that was the only time in the game where you know, okay, we had that one shot from Hamer, which which keep us sort of saved for a corner. But other than that, that was the first time we actually got inside their box and, and looked a bit threatening. And he won a penalty. And you got to give credit to, to Jokeres again. You know, his strength. He got himself in a position where the defender's got, is taking the risk in the tackle because he's worried about the shot. And you've got to give him credit for that. And also, obviously, Martin Waghorn. It's great to see him back in the goals because I know we will, we've all been kind of been a bit critical of, of, of his contribution. But I thought last night he'd done well. And I think, in fairness, this season, I think Waghorn has done okay. I don't know, I don't know what your thoughts are on Waghorn. Yeah, I think to to just go back on Vic quickly or talk about Waghorn, but yeah. it could have Vic, Vic quite easily could have funny his toys at the pram last night. He didn't get a sniff. He didn't get a sniff all game, and to see that one little moment where he, he managed to um, turn his defender, get inside the box, you know, 85th fifth minute, um, whatever it was, late on, and he got the penalty. So it just shows that he, he's. Give him, give him a, a yard, and he's he's dangerous. You know, we could have easily have, you know, had, he's shown that I think against Burnley, his, his attitude didn't seem right. You know, he can be inconsistent like that, but to show that, you know, you give him that bit of time, he can still hurt you. Um, so yeah, clear cut penalty, I think, um, and I, I thought it was brilliant the way Wagholm just grabbed the ball straight away and said, "I'm having this," and. Again, we were talking on Sunday about his character coming on against Cardiff and his professionalism. He could have easily have just been sulking, but um, and you know just take his money home every week. But he seems to uh, to really he showed real big character. I think to pick that ball up and say I'm having this. And to be honest with you, it was a great penalty because the keeper was you know he was slightly off his line when he died for it, so he got a lot of leverage to get over to that corner. And it was the only place Waghorn could have put it to, you know, to, for it to go in. And, it, and to watch his celebration was was brilliant. You know, it was it was just pure relief uh, that he that he scored. And and I thought as well that his um, his interview after the game um, was great because it was very self-critical of himself, where he said, you know, I haven't scored as many goals, anywhere close to the goals I wanted to score. You know, I haven't been happy with my performances so far since I've been here. And I thought that takes a lot of credit for a man to stand up and say that, you know, it, he, I think he'll win a lot of people over for that. Cause I felt that showing that character, cause we, we see footballers as, as just footballers on the pitch. We don't really see what sort of people they are inside because we can only judge them for what they are on the pitch. And for Waghorn to show that little bit of fighting spirit, I think he could, he could be asking questions now for, to get more game time. I mean, Obviously, Walker's out of the picture for a little while being injured. Um, 
O'Hare not quite ready to come back in just yet. He needs to be phased in. Um, Godden a bit out of sorts. Um, we, we, with Godden, we just need a chance to, to, to land on his lap, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, as soon as Godden gets that goal, I, I, I think that his confidence will be back. So, yeah, for Wakehorn, he's, he's asking a lot of questions and he's, he's, he's pushing himself in a good position now. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree with you at Waghorn. I think it's good that players are self-critical because, you know, some it's all about personality. And I think I think his personality is, is kind of envisaged on the team ethic of the squad. You know, everyone I mean we always speak about team 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 uh, camaraderie and I think we've got that in abundance in in our squad. And yeah. I think I think he's a really I think from what I from what I've heard of him, he's a really likable guy. I think he's very popular with the players. Um and he's got the right attitude. He's, also, he's, he's a team man as well. He's not just he's not just me, me, me. He's actually a team man. And you see in games where he's actually uh, shouting instructions like the manager sort of thing. So yeah, I think there's a there's a lot to like about Waghorn. And I think I don't necessarily think he's um a, you know, he's not going to be starting many games, if I have to be honest, this season, unless we have injuries. Yeah. But I think he's, a, you know, as, as he's as proven yesterday, he's a very useful guy to bring off the bench. Um, I thought one smart thing Robbins did do was subbing uh, Dabo and then bringing Eccles into right back because I thought that was a sensible decision because you just felt that Dabo can be clumsy and, you know, we run the risk of a second yellow. And I thought that was a good decision. Um, yeah. What about your opinion on Gus Hamer when he came on? Did you think um, did you think he helped? Did you think his performance was good? Well, we didn't get booked, so it was a good start. But um, yeah. I thought I thought he done well. You know, it, I thought he got a great reception and he responded to the fans. You know, and I think at the end of the game, he, I mean, Upton sort of put his hands up as a bit of a an apology, I would say. Um, but he responded well. I thought uh, bringing Eccles. Uh, taking Dabo off and putting Eccles at uh, right wing back was was quite a ballsy move, considering we've got Todd Kane sitting on the bench. So, you know, Eccles was having a good game in midfield. So to make that decision and taking him out of the midfield and put him at right wing back, especially um, the couple of games that Eccles has played right wing back this year, he hasn't looked that comfortable. So to make that decision on top of a natural right wing back of Kane on the bench probably shows where Kane is with us right now. Um, I don't think the door's fully shut, but I don't think it's that far away. So I think that's down to Todd Kane, what he wants to do about it. We, we could talk about Jamie Allen this time last year. We we're all saying he's, he's finished at the club. Shipley, another one. He came back in and, and we contributed quite well. Um, you know, Wakehorn now, we're, t- we're, we're talking positive about Wakehorn. So I think that's down to Todd Kane. But yeah, going back on him, I think he... Um, he just done the, the basic things well, um, found the right passes. The only thing I would say about Hamer that I've noticed lately is he presses he presses high, which is great, but he presses high at the wrong times. And I think that he ends up taking himself out of the game very easily where he can be played around. And then that leaves a bit of a gap. So I would say Hamer needs to be a little bit more disciplined because... Like you say, it's great to press high, but you have to just you you have to manage that when you're going to do it and choose your right times. And there were times when we were one the up where Hamer was sprinting out, and then a player 
would then knock it sideways and then you take Hamer out the game. And then he's got a 10, 15 yards, um, you know, he needs to, that he needs to make up. So, um, yeah, it was good to see him back. And I think it gives us another option, especially with Sheaf now being suspended against Stoke. I think the, nat the natural thing is, is to bring, to bring Hamer in there. And, um, yeah, it, it's, it's looking positive. I think with Kelly and O'Hare coming back as well, that gives us a little bit more stability in that midfield because I think we've got, what, five, six games for the World Cup and they're coming thick and fast. So we're going to need that midfield. We need, we're going to need the energy. And having Hamer out for them four games, I mean, it might sound a bit controversial, but it might be a blessing in disguise because he's going to have the minutes in his legs to, uh, you know, he's going to have the energy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with what you say about Hamer. I think his defensive play is his weakness. And it's an interesting point you make about he presses too high because if you think about the number of yellow cards he picks up, why does he get yellow carded? Because he's in the wrong position. He gets, he's he the wrong get side that. of the ball. He's not goal side of the, of the attacker, so he brings yeah. the player down because he knows he can't get there and he picks up a yellow. If you look at the amount of yellows he picks up, a lot of the times because he's in a poor position defensively, and as you say, the player he gets played through a bit too easy for me, I and mean, then that 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 then creates a cause of the problem for our, for our defence. And I think he's great. He's got some great qualities. We know he's he's got a great. Um, his attacking play is really good. His passing is good. His, you know, his shooting is good. His, his, his set, set piece is really good. Mm. But that's the one area of his game he has to improve. I think, realistically, for Hamer, if he wants to be a top Premier League player, I would say that's the one aspect of his game I feel he needs to improve on to get to the next level. Which, you know, and in some ways, um, you know, and he's still young enough, and I'm sure he will do. But I think for me, if I'm Mark Robbins, that's why I'd be saying to him, that's just my view. Uh, because if yeah, I look at other teams, exactly. like the way when, we, when I was watching the Burnley game, the way they, they were pressing, they knew exactly when to press when we had the ball. Port Sheffield United, for the most part, played that press pretty well. We struggled. I think they did. Yeah, um, we couldn't play from the back as, as well as, as we normally can. I think they nullified us quite well there. And I think that's why we, we were going long quite a lot. And I think there was a few times that Panzo was, was put under a lot of pressure and just Hit and hoped, and it didn't. It didn't help really because you look at the goal we scored against Cardiff, and it was you know pretty much every player touched the ball, yeah. and it was great football. So I think teams like Burnley and Sheffield United came with a game plan to stop us playing from out the back, which takes away the the build up play, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I think um, I felt last season we were playing through the press better because. A passing, I think we had different players last season, but I think with O'Hare, we, I don't know, we just seem, we seem to pass the movement off the ball was better. I think this season I've noticed a different, I feel like we're not playing as well. Like we're very direct. We seem to, we seem to like, um, our tactic seems at the moment is just to hit long to Jokeres. And then Jokeres mm -hmm. has got two or three round him and we inevitably lose possession and then we're under pressure again. And that's, that's the only thing I've been critical, and it's not just yet last night. I've saw it against Burnley, and even second half against Borough. I'd say we we were sort of like playing it long, and we were just sitting sitting back and hanging on. But you know, I think I think yeah. Let's look at the positives. We've got another three points yesterday. We've got players coming back, and I think at the moment, you know, there's a lot more to be positive about than we were at the start of the season when it was all doom and gloom. So 
Um, let's um, let's get some comments um, up from from people who um, have been very kind enough to leave some comments about yesterday's game. Um, official Flame Exports team, because uh, what Esports team shall I say? Good evening to you. Rose and Dabo look back to, back to the form they showed in League One promotion season. Eccles was superb. He starts on Saturday for me. Dilemma regarding Palmer and Waghorn now for Saturday. I mean, looking ahead to Stoke game, I mean, what, what's, if you're Mark Robbins, what do you do in terms of, you know, the team? Do you keep it a similar sort of side? I mean, obviously, but bear in mind, no Ben Sheaf obviously available to us. So, you know, what would you do for Saturday? Yeah. <clears throat> I, I would be, um, uh, they always, the cliche is you never change a, a winning side. I think um, Wacom come off with a little injury, didn't he? So I don't know if that's going to affect that issue of, you know, the, the question if it's he, he could be in contention to play. So I think we'll have to just see how that works out tomorrow and possibly Saturday morning to see if there's any news that comes out. But uh, it's a, I, would, I would drop Godden and I'll play Palmer. I just think we need that bit of physicality. And uh, I like the way Palmer is classed as a number 10, but enough gets stuck in and he use, you know, he, he riles players, you know, he, he gets on defenders' nerves, you know. There's been a couple of times that I think he's got in the right areas in the box. He's got quick feet. Again, you know, last night he should have had a penalty. I think he he needs to start against Stoke, personally. Um, and it just depends how the other players have come out. You know, if we've come out unscathed, I think, we saw a little bit of fatigue kicking in at the end. Um, so it depends how the players are when it comes to Saturday. Um, if you want to freshen it up, maybe you know you drop Allen and play Waghorn. I don't know. But I would probably stick with the same side um, apart from Godden and probably give Godden the rest and uh, keep him um, fit and ready for Rotherham, personally, yeah. and I'll play Palmer. Yeah. Well, I'm delighted to say I've been joined. We've been joined by a Stoke City fan who will be uh, helping us to preview the Stoke game. Uh, I've got Harrison uh, to you. Uh, Evening, Harrison. How are you doing? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on to our, our show. No uh, Stoke City have had a kind of a, I guess, last five games have, have had kind of mixed results, I would say. How have you um, sort of summarised their sort of season so far under uh, Alex Neil? Uh, I mean, it started off positive, obviously, new manager bounce, everyone's everyone's up for it. And then I think we got set back to reality very quickly uh, when we got batted 4-0 at home to Watford. And I think it kind of took the wind out of us that day. I mean, we, we were completely off it and it was quite a worrying like sign, considering at the time Watford was still only mid-table and they just got themselves a new manager. Um we went to Burnley midweek days after, and I think we picked up a point there where we did look a lot better. And I think since then, we've gone on to beat Sheffield United, who were first, 3-1 at home in a convincing win, and then uh, followed up by a good win at 2-0 at Preston the other day. Uh, so after those two games, we're looking at, we're three points off playoffs, and we've had two great games against some teams who are higher than us in the league. Players playing good, strikers scoring, just what we kind of need. We play Rotherham uh, the other day on Tuesday. All over them, I think we had about 28 shots. We lose 1-0. So I think it was a bit bit disappointing. But I don't know. I'm I'm quite confident for this weekend. But 
I guess we'll just see. Any sort of injury suspensions ahead of this game from a Stoke point of view? Uh, obviously, we've got one of our main centre-backs, Harry Suter, still coming back from an ACL. Recently uh, played with the under-21s only for half a game. Uh, apart from that, we haven't got any suspensions, and I think that's it injury-wise. Obviously, we've got Nick Powell, a uh, good player, just coming back last game. So, hopefully, he'll be starting this weekend, but I guess we'll just see. And which player, do you say, has really stood out for you this season that, that's impressed you from the games you've seen? Uh, I mean, I think it's got to be one of our defenders, and it's probably Ben Wilmot or Phil Jagielka. I mean, Phil Jagielka, he didn't play much up to the past few games till it was the Sheffield United game and the Burnley game, sorry, where he started. And we just look at how old he is, 40 years old, like how stable he makes our defence look is incredible. Like, we, we transformed our defence. We all look a lot more confident. And everyone else around him plays better with him. And then I think this season, Ben Wilmot's been... Uh, he's had a great campaign so far. And he's actually picked up a few goals on the way, which is always nice from a defender. How's Dwight Gale been looking this season? Obviously, I think he's a new signing, wasn't he, from the summer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, we've been looking for Dwight Gale for the past five years, really. Um, obviously, when we first started looking at him, when he had that incredible uh, season at West Brom... He's changed because he was a bit younger. He'd be behind, be the last man, he'd be running onto balls. Whether now he doesn't have that tiny bit of athleticism still in him, but he hasn't. He's yet to score. I think he scored four offside goals, which arguably weren't offside. But I guess that's just DFL officials for you. Uh, he's hit the crossbar a few times, and I think he's getting so unlucky. But he has picked up a few assists, and his work rate has just been helping us out so much. He's been tracking back, doing all sorts. So, I'm not being funny. If he isn't getting the goals, as long as the goals are coming, I'm not too bothered. Yeah. I think, I mean, Stoke, what's, what's the expectations at a club like Stoke under the Coates family? Is it, would you say, playoffs this season? I mean, or... Yeah. Uh, I mean... It's been, it's been a bit disappointing last few seasons, really, under obviously yeah. Michael O'Neill. And obviously, Alex, Alex, Alex Neal controversially left Sunderland to come to Stoke. Mm. Um it, what's 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 the kind of the modus operandi for this season? Is it kind of promotion or or uh, playoffs? What's a good season for Stoke in your view? Uh, I mean, it's got to be promotion. If you look at the, our team on paper, especially, I mean, you could, you could say defence might need a tiny bit of work, but now we've got Jagger Elkren, it's looking so much better. But the midfield and the attack on paper with Campbell, Fosu, Delap, some Premier League loan players there. Will Smallburn win from Southampton? Lewis Baker, obviously, big player for us last season. Like Some of the players in that team are actually too good for the Championship, but they've been heavily underperforming, we think. So, um, I think playoffs come the end of the goal, obviously, and I'm quite confident that'll happen under Neil. And what, what I mean, from what you've seen Alex Neil as a manager, what tactically have, have Stoke changed their style of football, or is it kind of similar to Michael O'Neill, or, or, or what? Well, it's, it's so easy. O'Neill would play uh, three at the back with two very high wing backs, and it like at times it would be a great formation. You'd go out and win three one four one. But if a team came back and managed it and prepared for us to be like that, they'd go and beat us two three nil because they knew what we were going to do. But over his like two three years at the club, he would not change it. And I think Alex Neil he gave it two games, realised that was the problem, and he switched to four three three. And I think it's been it changed us like massively, but we've still got 
like powerful left and right backs pushing up the pitch. So we've still got that wing back aspect to small bit and then attacking getting crosses in, but while keeping our defensive shape well. And he's been changing formation if needed during the game. So whatever yeah. happens, I think he's prepared. Yeah, I think um I think the only frustration for Stoke, I guess, is the inconsistent results. I mean, a team like Rotherham, you'd expect Stoke to win fairly comfortably. But I think, yeah. I don't know what your views of the championship overall. My view is that I think it's a division where anyone could be anyone. It's not It's not a division where even teams like Norwich, okay, Burnley have lost one game, but they're drawing a lot of games. And I think it's a sort of division where if you can get a run about, say, four, maybe five games, get five straight wins, you know, you've got a real chance of really making massive strides. It's, it's a very open league this year. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, if you look at the league this time last year, you had West Brom originally starting off with Fulham and Bournemouth. They were just flying. And by this mark, they were they were kind of on their own. They were in their own league with each other. And then, uh, obviously, you had Forrest catch them up towards the end. But this season, like... I mean, you see Blackburn, they've actually got more losses than you guys. And yeah. one's top of the table, one's close to the bottom. I mean, like the other day, it was like, what, six points separated first and 15th? Something stupid like that. Like, if you saw Hover, uh, not Hover, what's it called? Huddersfield last season. Yeah. Picked up a good run of form around like January mark and completely flipped that uh, season on its head. So I think if you can be consistent in this league, it'll really work for you. Yeah, uh, I've got a question here from our colleague Glenn Watkin. He's asking uh, who's who's been your best sign so far this season. Uh, tell you what, I mean, you've got Liam Delap who's came in. Obviously, he's got a lot of stuff on his name expected to perform. And what he has done is well. He's only got the one goal at the moment, but he's he's very physical for a young age. So I reckon he's been good. But I think we probably have to go with uh, Fossil. I think one of O'Neill's signings, and he's uh, been playing on the left or right and really under Alex Neal. He's just been showing his quality. I mean, he's on, on loan from Brentford, and you can kind of see how he was somewhat in a Premier League and Championship winning squad. Like, he takes on players, not scare, and he, and he can like he can put a shot on as well. So I think whenever he gets the ball, all the fans get excited. So I'm going to have to say Fosley. And in terms of the team lineup, expected team lineup for Saturday's game, any changes would you say from the game against Rotherham? Uh, I reckon it'll be a uh, pretty much near enough the same side, apart from maybe Will Smallbone coming back from a. It was a very small like hamstring knock apparently he had, which just missed them out of the game, and apparently he'll be back. Whether or not that's true or not, I guess we'll just have to see. Otherwise, it'll be probably the same team. I reckon. Yeah. I think I think from a commentary point of view, Reese, I'd say um, I'd probably keep it to three five two. That's, well, that, I mean, I think we were saying earlier you, you'd go one up front um, with with Casey Palmer to play off the front striker. Um, would 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 you bring Hamer back to the side? Obviously, with, with uh, the suspension of um, Ben Chief. Yeah, I think that's the the natural change. I think um, obviously, unfortunate Chiefs. Picked up his uh, fifth yellow, so I think Hamer uh, slot straight in there. Would I play him in the holding role or Eccles? Not sure. I'd probably play Eccles in there to be honest, and have Hamer play a bit more central. And if Allen's going to play as well, but um, it depends. What? Um, just a question. What? 
what formation should we look out for? What what does what Stoke normally play? Uh, I, I reckon we'll be playing four three three. To be honest with you, because when we've used it against Sheffield and Preston, and I get too far against Rotherham the other night, we, we've been creating so many chances. Like obviously the other day at Rotherham, we had twenty eight shots, thirteen or so on target, and we just couldn't put them away. So I reckon it'll be four three three. Right. So yeah, our three. Uh, three at the back will probably end up being the five at the back because the, the issue we've got this season we we had Matson last year is more attack minded and we had, obviously Dabo gets forward but I think Bidwell is naturally a more defensive minded uh, as a wing back so I can see a slot in with a I think that's what's what's been key to us with our clean sheets of late and our trouble obviously not scoring as many goals is because they're, they're more defence-minded these days, our wing-backs, so they slot in quite well and we're hard to break down. So then, obviously, with the midfield trying to link up with the strikers, we struggle because we haven't really got that width. I don't know what you think about that, Mark. Yeah, I think so. I, I think um, I think if you compare this season with last season when we had Matson, Matson was probably a better player going forward from Bidwell. When first at Bidwell, I think he's done OK. He's probably one of our, probably our most as consistent performance this season, but I think Bidwell for me is really good defensively. He's he's a very disciplined player. Um, I think I think looking looking ahead to the game itself, I think it will be a tough game. Um, but the only thing that gives me confidence, I guess, from a perspective, is the fact that our recent record at Stoke hasn't been too bad. Um, we won there two seasons ago, and we obviously got a draw last game of the season. Um, I still think those Stoke will be a dangerous side. I think. Um, would you say Harrison? It's, do you still feel Stoke have underachieved so far this season under Neil, or, or do you think it's just kind of work in progress? Uh, I think it's it's still in a work in progress. I mean, I mean, um, to be honest, if we won the other day, I'd probably be saying right now it's promotion, promotion, promotion. Therefore, we'd be pretty much in the playoffs. But losing one 0 to Rotherham, if you look at the grand scheme of things, we played probably one of our best games and it just came down to their keeper at a great game and they scored early on from a scrappy goal where Phil Jogielka had to go off just for an injury just for a few minutes so I mean it just came down to potluck that day but I mean I'm not too sure I guess yeah I'm under no illusion I think it's going to be a hard game I would personally go probably 3-5-2 I wouldn't change change too much from a commentary perspective um I think the other one other positive I would say though, Reese, is that potentially you've got O'Hare and Kelly on the bench as well, which which would be really good. Um, potentially, could you see them featuring this uh, Saturday? I think Kelly will. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure on O'Hare just yet. He's had 45 minutes in his leg, so I personally wouldn't. As much as we all want to see him back, and we're desperate for him to come back, all it takes is one overstretch, and his hamstring goes again. So. I think he needs to be eased back in, but to have him on the bench will we'll just give everyone a massive boost because we know how good of a player he is. And um, I just I just wouldn't risk him just yet. I think we've got a lot. We've still got Palmer who can offer a lot. Um, who, who's been given given sort of limited opportunities, shall I say? So I think um, I'll stick with Palmer. Um, but with, with regards to O'Hare, I wouldn't I wouldn't want him risked. But looking at Stoke lately, I think. They're looking a more a more well drilled side. I think the the game, um, the last game of the season, I thought we were the better side. 
um, become aware of a draw. And the season before of it, wasn't that the uh, the Ben Wilson worldy save? That's right. Um, and I think we won 3 2 um, on a cold night in Stoke, wasn't it? Apparently. No, um, it's so, yeah. so it's, um, I think it's, um, we're going to have a, it's going to be a, a we're a different side from last year. We, we know that. And I think Stoke are looking at the, I've just got their squad up here and the attacking players that they've got at their, at their peril. I think it's going to be a very tough afternoon for us. And it looks like they've got some good, uh, I think it's uh, Baker, isn't it, in midfield? He's your top scorer. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, it, it's going to be a very tough game. And I'm going to do a you, Mark. I think I'm going to probably sit on the fence and go over draw. I'll be well happy with a draw. Yeah, I think it's sort of game. Um, I think any point is a good point. I'm not would be, would be too. I think would be too disappointed with a point. I think we we could not to to do that. Um, so I'm going to go one one. I'm, I'm also uh, sitting on my my proud fence um, <laughs> because I, I. It's one of those games. I think it's you know it's like every game. It's all about the first goal. Um, but I think the fact that Stoke lost in midweek has given me a little bit of encouragement. But as 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 Harrison has, has pointed out, it was probably Stoke's best performance. So it's you know it's, I think Stoke are a, are, a, are a very very dangerous side. I think they'll be a little bit disappointed when they're on the league. But I think given the fact that it's a very very tight league, I think there's a lot of football to be played. I think um, I think we, I think the way we're playing, though, we, we go to the game with confidence. We don't. We, there's no reason why we can't go there and get a result at Stoke. If I have to be honest, but you know me being a slightly class half empty person i'm i'm um i'm gonna go for one one so uh harrison what's what's what's, what's your view on the uh, prediction um i feel like there'll be quite a few goals in it obviously you've got gaiokas up front who's scored quite a few goals for you already this season in the limited games he's played obviously he came to Stoke last season final game of the season and he uh, bagged a very well goal so i reckon there'll be quite a few goals in it but I am still confident. I feel like if the fan. I mean, it's obviously in this league, it's still first goal because you've got some teams that are like Rotherham the other day. If they, I knew if they scored first, we'd have to get two goals until they'd be forced to come out. Because obviously, once they're losing, they, they wouldn't just continue sitting back. So it'll be hard to like break them down. So I reckon if we get the first goal, be completely on the on the right foot, fans will get behind everyone, and it'll be a tough game for you. But. I mean, it's if you get the first goal, I reckon all that had to drop. So I'm going to go for two two. So it says uh, three draws here. So uh, yeah, I hope you never know. Uh, it could, could very well be. I think yeah, it's a game to look forward to, and um, hoping that uh, obviously from our point of view, the Coventry should win. But uh, let's see what happens. Um, I want to wrap up and thank our guest tonight. Thank you, Reese Small, once again for your contribution tonight. Harrison, good to have Thanks. you on, and um, look forward to. Uh, Hopefully, get you back on later on this season for the return game at uh, the CBS. So, thank you to for your contribution tonight. Um, so, we'll be next show up will be on Sunday, seven thirty. We'll be uh, reviewing the Stoke match, hopefully for with a Coventry City win, and then we'll be previewing the game. Um, I think it's Wednesday night against Rotherham um, in midweek. So, stay tuned for that. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed the show. Uh, play out Sky Blues, and we'll speak to you on Sunday. Good night. That's
Fans TV for the fans by the fans. <laughs>